0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing some news, like Scott Derrickson leaving Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Matt, what are we gonna do? I don't know, man,
1: I'm upset. We're also gonna be discussing a bunch of your favorite scary MCU moments. A lot of you wrote in, we put out a call last week, so that's gonna be a lot of fun, right after this ad that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, my name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Buddy, I gotta say, I am so thankful for all, to all of our listeners who went to the Star Trek Universe podcast and gave us a review. Um, we got 29 five-star reviews this week on the Star Trek Universe podcast, and uh, we, we said to mention the MCU podcast, and a lot of you went over there and did it. So thank you very much, and we have chosen a winner. We used a random number generator, 1 to 29, and we hit it. And the winner of the free t-shirt is... Wild child dude. Woo. Uh, yeah, he, he said I, best ah. podcast network came from the MCU pod. Love any show from the network. You rock stranded Panda forever. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Wild child dude. So reach out to us. Wild child dude at MCU cast. Uh, or, no, I'm sorry. MCU at gmail.com and let us know. Um, and we'll, uh, and we'll make sure you get your, uh your, your free t-shirt uh, in this coming week or, or so. Um, so, uh, you say,
0: "Let us know. Let us know what. What do we need to know from this guy?
1: Uh, I guess just from Wild Child, dude. Let let us know that it was it was him, and give us his his. We'll, we'll talk about that once he writes us. And it, for what? It, <laughs> so so that, I realize there's one flaw in this that someone else could let us know that that was him. Uh, and if that's the case, we'll just have the actual Wild Child, dude, go and put another review that says it actually is me. <laughs> Or something like that. Um, we did not think this through at all. But I did. I've got it all. I've got it all covered. If you are a wild child dude, please don't write in if you're not a wild child dude. <laughs> if you're a wild child dude, because if, if I get like 16 people writing in saying they're a wild child dude, I'll be like, okay, I can figure this out uh you've
0: got like four people that just opened gmail to be like all right i got an email i for know
1: them. i just opened the floodgates i'm gonna bunch of people pretending to be wild child dude now okay but i i have a plan i have a plan if some if more than one person i know how to know so don't don't try it uh wild child dude you are the winner uh we're gonna do that again this week and uh, we're actually adding to it because it was so successful 20 I, honestly I, that's the most reviews we've ever seen a show get uh, in such a short period of time, we've tried lots of things to motivate people to do uh, these sh- the reviews and the comments and the this and the that. And it's it's hard to do. So um, it w- since this works so well, we're going to add to it, including all the people last week, uh, we are going to give away a um, the Avengers video game. It's a big giveaway. This is a big one. So much yeah. bigger than a T-shirt. So we're going to keep giving away the T-shirts. We're going to give a T-shirt away every week. To people who go and give reviews on the uh, Star Trek Universe podcast. And you do not have to mention the MCU cast. I just realized that having everyone mention the MCU cast looks really weird on our reviews. (laughs) 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 So uh, feel free. Go to Star Trek Universe podcast on Apple and uh, review us and we will call you out On the next cast, we're going to give away a t-shirt every week, and we're going to keep doing some of these giveaways for t-shirts or swag of different types. And then in May, we're going to give away an Avengers video game on whatever platform.
0: This is the upcoming Marvel's Avengers video game, uh, releasing May 15th on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Google Stadia. Uh, We will purchase it in the format of your choosing and give that code to you.
1: Yeah. So, thank you guys for real. Like, that's huge. Uh, we actually got a, me- a message from a chart aggregator for Star Trek that we had hit, uh, hit hit on some of the TV and movie charts, which is ridiculous because it really is just a, a an, an artifact of you guys being awesome and helping us out. So, thank you. We're we're starting this network and we're trying to learn to launch shows, and this is something we've found that works. And now we know that t-shirt giveaways and such work. So wild Child do send us a message. We'll send you a t-shirt and everybody else keep reviewing. And by the way, if you reviewed last week and you want to be involved with the t-shirt again this week, go ahead, review again. I think all the activity, even if you've reviewed before, I think all the activity will actually continue to spike our numbers. So we're going to give away a t-shirt for anyone who reviews between now and next week. And we're going to give away a DV or a, uh, the video game in may. So, and we'll con- we'll continually keep up with who's who is uh, joining in for that. So, yeah, <laughs> super excited about it. I, I I really am blown away by you guys. I appreciate you so much. Oh, let's get into some news, man. Let's, let's get in. Thank Sorry. you for putting up with all our talk at the front of the show about this thing Sorry. we're trying to do. This is called building a network. People were learning, and and I learned. I just learned a thing: G- giveaways work.
0: <laughs> oh
1: man! You know, didn't know. I? Didn't know that was a thing.
0: Yeah apparently um when you put up free stuff as a as an incentive people will do stuff yeah i
1: love it it's, it's kind of it's kind of great because you know like these t-shirts uh we gave them away to our patrons but we actually don't even have them up on our website for sale yet they're actually going to be hitting the website soon but we've got some t-shirts sitting around here love to send them out to people i love to give them to people and giving them free for reviews is awesome it's great it's so great okay sorry i'm excited i'm more excited I than i should be about this maybe um, i think it's mostly that you want to start moving these t-shirts out of your house i do have a lot oh man the, <laughs> there are a lot of t-shirts a lot of mcu t-shirts here uh there's a lot of glasses uh, left over from the patron patreon but what what i really have a lot of is my own music merch i have an entire yeah. like i don't know like a quarter of a bedroom covered in my music merch and with this album i'm working on now i'm looking at ordering more and uh, i think my girlfriend might leave me um uh, <laughs> just use her empty house uh, <laughs> that's fair that's fair okay let's dive into the news.
0: let's get let's get all into right, some mcu right. cast goodness so the absolute biggest thing that has happened in the past week or two uh, is some really sad news, and and it kind of goes hand in hand with what we were uh, we were at, what we were asking people to write in about um, you know the the last time when we said tell us the scariest part of the MCU for, thus far for you uh, just kind of the the creepiest scare or whatever you know but. <clears throat> The news is that Scott Derrickson has stepped down as the director for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness mm. uh, due to creative differences with Marvel. Uh, he's still going to be on as EP and um, he's still going to, you know, have a hand in, in the production of it, uh, but he is no longer directing.
1: That is really sad, mostly because I think he did a great job with the first one. And as you said, some scary moments, really scary moments Um and he was one of the writers on the first one too. So I guess he's probably still part of the writing on this second one because he's so they're so deep in the process.
0: Yeah, um I'm hoping that they uh they just kind of continue his his major creative uh vision, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um you know, just try to maintain that feel because the feel of Dr. Strange is what needs to to be there. It needs to still have that essence of Dr. Strange, which is just that crazy shit happens in this world.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's such a great and trippy experience and so different from all of the Marvel stuff. So I hope it does, I hope it doesn't get watered down. Um as we have suspected from other similar leavings um over the years with the directors leaving, they have a hard time with directors over at Marvel.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's it's very likely because you know, Feige needs to have so much control over the the individual stories to make the big story work. Yeah. And, you know, there's like required bits that need to be in there. Like you can, you can tell in Avengers age of Ultron what the Joss Whedon bits are and what the studio bits are like things that need to, to happen to, to make the big story work rather than just this one movie. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, not everybody, not everybody likes that kind of oversight and, um, and lack of control of their own thing. You know, they want to produce their own movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely,
0: and it's 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 really uh, it's really sad because like I was looking forward to to Doctor Strange being or Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, DS two oh, I'm gonna call it from now on <laughs> um, I was looking forward to DS two being a uh, a really spooky kind of thing because you know true horror and and creepiness like just really deep-seated, uneasy feeling in a movie is not something that Marvel has really delved into. Like, we've seen, you know, the space opera, we've seen the spy thriller, we've seen just straight action movies, like, we've, we've seen, you know, we've seen heist movies, we've seen a lot of different styles of movie, and horror is not really that, that genre that we've delved into yet. And I was really interested to see how they, you know, how they make that Marvel, yeah, because, and especially with Scott Derrickson because he's he did uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose, uh, he did the Sinister movie, he did Deliver Us from Evil. Like all of these are really big names in the in the mainstream horror genre.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. Because I feel like Doctor Strange, while it had some creepy moments, was not a scary or horror movie. It would have been really nice to see Derrickson like dig into his roots in the horror realm and just go for it.
0: I mean, we got some weird things and some trippy visuals and some you know there was most of the the big thing about the first doctor strange is that the visuals were so crazy bonkers off the wall yeah i think that now that we're okay with that being a thing and and that being a that kind of establishing that baseline i think that audiences in the second one for ds2 would be you know a lot more open to those visuals being used for other uh other storytelling uh aspects like inducing terror.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's sad. We have another piece of sad news too. This is a, this is a, kind of a bad week for Marvel news.
0: Is it? I think so. Well, I mean, this one. Mm. The, the the rumor here it's it's a rumor and oh, I say see. that because there's conflicting.
1: We have a lot of rumors. Um, I thought this was not a rumor. I thought this was uh, this was truth. But okay, That's, I, yeah, I, I hope it is, is a rumor. That that would make me feel better.
0: Yeah, uh, originally uh, originally coming from the uh, Murphy's Multiverse uh, site, there was a, a claim of Hawkeye the Hawkeye series being delayed uh, past its original release date and you know they they've given some reliable information in the past related to the MCU uh, but according to the uh, the Verge reporter Julia Alexander uh the claims that the hawkeye tv series has been delayed are incorrect a disney representative told her that they are completely inaccurate and that is a direct quote completely inaccurate Okay. so hawkeye may or may not be delayed but it's I, you know the the fact that people are coming on The Internet saying such things, um, you know, and putting that on a on a public forum like that and kind of using their platform to say that kind of makes me shake a little bit. It makes me kind of nervous. Yeah, I I feel like the
1: Internet is so rife right now with fake uh, stories that are getting a lot of attention and it really bothers me. Uh, You know, we've been getting a lot of that in the MCU guest chat group. Uh, people share things and then everybody goes, no, that's not real. <laughs> that's from two <laughs> months ago. Somebody did, you know, like, I, 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 I love loving that group. But yeah, sometimes the, the news stories aren't real and we, and we have to really watch out. Uh, see, I, and I got tricked by this one. I thought this was an actual confirmed story for some reason. I don't know why.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe because it didn't say rumor in the title <laughs> and I didn't dig in because that was your job.
0: <laughs>
1: Sorry. It's a good <laughs> no, thing I dug I'm, in. I'm glad you dug in. You did it right. I love it. <laughs>
0: I f- I fight back the tide every day of bullshit stories. <laughs> That's why I didn't mention the one back in October uh, of the Punisher R-rated movie maybe being made with uh, with John Bernthal as as Punisher. Yeah, uh, that would be
1: bigger news by now if that had been true.
0: Yeah, that would be something that would be all over the place, but was only a rumor uh, started by We Got This Covered, and
1: yeah, I feel like not- We Got This Covered is one of the ones that I keep seeing with fake stuff. Yeah. 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 And it annoys me. I, there, there's a few of them that like, I just keep seeing and I'm like, that's not a real story. Yep. And I just start having to ignore everything that comes from that particular source. <laughs> Cut them off. They're done. <laughs> the problem is the internet doesn't pay that much attention. So it just gets passed around and passed around. And then it gets picked up by other outlets that, Hey, this rumor is going around. And then it's a story because it's a rumor and, ugh. Yep. okay, well, I apologize. I had that on our doc to talk about. Uh, and I'm glad you dug into it deeper. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Hopefully, Hawkeye is not delayed.
0: Something else that uh, that I had to dig in on a little bit that uh, turned out to be confirmed. Uh, Collider originally reported, and the Hollywood Reporter confirmed it. Christian Bale is in talks to join the cast of Thor: Love and Thunder, the fourth Thor movie. That's that is exciting
1: because I I love Christian Bale. Yep, but yep. I don't love some of his choices in the last few years. Sometimes. um but man given a good director and giving good project he's one of my favorite actors um i I go i go go hard for him i go all the way back to like newsies i I loved him in newsies that's like one of my childhood favorite movies okay yeah he played the jack the cowboy
0: wow yeah it's real good i i don't know that um that piece of media oh it's a disney movie it's great I'm so sorry. Oh,
1: Newsies. You, you, I I it's a it's a musical about uh, 1920s newsboys and them it's a true story about them going on strike, but it's it's dramatized into a musical and it's uh, just a bunch of kids standing up to power, but the music's really great and Christian Bale is kind of great. He's like a 17-year-old guy like dancing in the streets and I love it. I love it so much. Anyway. Okay. That's one of my favorite movies, like one of my like childhood favorites, you know, watched it so many times, had it on tape, uh, <laughs> VHS, man.
0: Uh, anyway, so, yeah. You know, um, I go recently, recently, whenever I think it was whenever Disney Plus came out, uh, the the wife and children wanted to watch uh, Pocahontas. And, you know, I sat down for that because, you know, animated Disney movie, I'm not going to turn it down. It's not a bad thing. Um, but in in watching that, I heard voices... Uh, like voice actors all throughout there that I was just like, oh my god, I didn't know they were in this, and one of them was Christian Bale in the role of Thomas. Nice. Yeah, uh, he was well, it was nineteen ninety five, so he was younger.
1: Neat. I don't I don't know that movie very well.
0: Okay, that's fair. It it uh, was basically, uh, basically John Smith's buddy that he was always watching out for. Okay,
1: cool. Uh, yeah. let me just mention that speaking of Disney Plus which most people that are listening to this podcast have Disney Plus because it's got all the Marvel stuff now. Yep. Uh, Disney Plus has Newsies. Does so, it? Uh, <laughs> it does. It does. And I was wrong. It's in 1899. That's crazy. I didn't realize it was it was set that early the story was that early. Uh yeah, really I just freaking love that movie. I'm going to watch it tonight. I've tried to make my girlfriend watch it 3 times and she keeps falling asleep. so maybe it's not that great maybe it's i have a lot of affection for it but i just think it's i think it's wonderful
0: i mean it's from 1992 so you know whatever man only so much can be said about movies from the 90s
1: as a golden age of musicals (laughs) um two of my, my favorite two musicals uh okay excepting hamilton because that's new and it's amazing but it's it's my favorite two musicals are uh newsies and little shop of horrors
0: Little Shop I, is good.
1: <laughs> Little Shop is so good, and to me, this has a similar vibe. Like the music's clever and fun and funny, and lots of good dancing, and it's inspiring. Um, it's good. It's good stuff. Okay, last piece of
0: news. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a uh, there's a rumor. This is another rumor. Here we go. Uh, that um, Marvel Studios has the rights, the full distribution rights, and full control over Hulk and Namor again. This is a rumor coming from the MCU cosmic page that hasn't been the most reliable. Uh, so big grain of salt with this one. But if that's true, then, you know, we may finally be able to get a solo Hulk movie again. And we may be able to get a, uh, a name uh appearance. appearance. Yeah. Is, that's the word. Cause he's been rumored to be in, you know, black Panther two, uh, Dr. Strange and multiverse of madness showing up there. Like there's, Everybody wants Namor. Like we've already gotten everybody that we want so far. You know, we've got you know we got the, the major Avengers. Now we're wanting all of the the follow-up kind of characters. The we want everybody in the MCU verse. Yeah, man. So next on the docket, we want Namor, obviously.
1: Yeah. I I would love to see Namor. Mostly because I think he has like he sounds like he's a really interesting character, not just, you know hey, he, he can get underwater or whatever, but like from a, uh, he, you know, it's like I talked about, he's sometime a villain and sometimes a hero. He, he has that moral grayness that I love to see in a good character, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's the, I would say he's the other side of the coin that, um, that T'Challa lives on in that he is, he's a ruler of a nation that is a bit on the isolated side, but instead of, uh, you know, turning that leaf and saying, like, we need to be, open and accepting and and expose ourselves to the world. Namor is just a dick to everybody else. He's like, no
1: Hey, hey. <laughs> I think it's fair that he doesn't want to expose himself to the world. He might be modest.
0: Okay. Sure. Sorry. He doesn't Bad want to joke. open the borders. <laughs> and and he's, you know, he's a mutant, so he's already got that oppression on him. He's got that uh you know that oppression is probably the right word. He's got all of that weight to carry as well as being the ruler of a nation. Uh, and you know, he's, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, man. Cool. Anyway, so that, you know, it would be nice to have, uh, to have him show up and, and you know, people would Absolutely. be happy about that. I'm very much on board. I'm included in those people.
1: Anyway, <laughs> I'm included in those people.
0: Yes. Just as I'm an adult, I am included in the people <laughs> that would be happy to see Namor on the screen. I'm an adult, and I'm people. Yeah, I'm people, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
1: I, I think both of those would be great additions to the MCU, and I hope that we get them. I hope that we get a standalone Hulk movie because now I don't know. Now that we've had Hulk really fleshed out, especially now that we have Smart Hulk, I'd love to see a a, a, a um you know a standalone movie with Ruffalo's Hulk. I think it'd be yeah. it could be really amazing.
0: Now there there could be some merit. To this, um, be- mostly because uh, along with Hulk, uh, you know, the the rights that are tied up in those distribution rights or whatever, it, you know, you've got the leader, uh, th- all of the Hulk family, you know, the, the Red Hulk, um, Jennifer Walters, the... Uh, she hulk oh interesting because we know we are getting a she hulk but see that's that's coming to
1: tv right. not movies i wonder if that's a difference in the rights
0: that may be the thing is that it's on disney plus and they've got a different set of rights that are are associated with that you know there's no distribution to be done it's already just on disney plus right so it may be that they did get the rights back and that's why they're cool with doing a she hulk tv show but it could also be that the she hulk tv show is how they get around it
1: yeah absolutely All right. Well, that's our news. Let's get into some feedback. Uh, These first, like, whatever, five, six, seven, ten, I don't know, feedbacks are people throughout their scariest moments. And let me just say, we did a shitty job of thinking of scary moments. Yeah, we did. I I think, well, we have Kilgrave, and you had... uh, It's not even
0: worth mentioning. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Captain America uh, in the final fight in Endgame. These are, these are tense moments. These are adventure moments. But, like, man, we missed some big ones. So let's run down some of these that other people sent in.
0: Yep, uh, Andre Sparks said the scariest scene was definitely in Far From Home in the fight with Mysterio. The zombie Iron Man and the mirror dark scene, like, definitely crazy in 3D. Please, I definitely thought Spider-Man got run over by that train.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the train it didn't so much worry me but the uh but the marvel zombies coming the Marvel up? zombies and just the the Oof. darkness the utter darkness of seeing you know a tony stark death head and, and things and also seeing it through through little tom holland's eyes you know what i mean like, <laughs> it's not it's not peter parker it's little tom holland <laughs> yeah it's little tom holland come on
0: <laughs> that's uh
1: that's tough man it was tough it is it is it's real rough. That was a really hard scene and really, really scary. So good call on that one.
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, Evan Gundy said, scary moments in the MCU. The three that come to mind are, one, when Iron Man is frozen, quote unquote, by that sonic device Obadiah Stane uses toward the end of the movie. Ooh, uh, number, yeah. Number two, Tony's nightmare in Age of Ultron. And number three, the Mysterio sequence before Spider-Man's hit by the train.
1: Yeah. I, I, that, it sounds like that Mysterio is getting good. I feel like those other two are great. Tense moments, especially being frozen um by the song oh, yes yeah. Like that's really scary and that's like a it feels claustrophobic. I don't know exactly how to say it, but like it feels it's, like that would be a very personal fear to have.
0: Yeah, it just makes you super anxious.
1: Yeah, just thinking about being frozen like that as someone stalks over you, like Obadiah was doing. Whew, that's rough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The uh the next one up is uh chairman Smith saying the scariest MCU moment for me is when that axe almost went through Thor's chest. <laughs> that sounds
1: like uh he Sherman Smith like lined up with you pretty well on that
0: yeah well that that whole fight was real intense and stressful my God that fight was stressful <laughs> yeah. um yeah and Sherman Smith said it's not really MCU anymore but Kilgrave is definitely the creepiest Marvel villain and that I can agree with wholeheartedly 100 he is so creepy he's definitely the creepiest villain. Um, I
1: I do not wholeheartedly agree that it's not in the MCU. I am not ready to give up. I'm still fighting the fight for okay. those to be in the MCU.
0: I wholeheartedly agree with the sentiment <laughs> that he is, in fact, the creepiest villain. Yeah. Because it's all about, you know, when you when you lose your personal agency and are forced to do things against your will, that's a terrifying scenario to be in. Especially... When you have superpowers and are forced to punch someone's chest. Yeah. just
1: Punch a hole in their chest. Well, it's interesting. You're thinking about all all these three that have really resonated with me, at least so far. Um, Obadiah Stane, uh, Peter Parker. uh, Obadiah Stane freezing Tony Stark. Mysterio messing with Peter Parker. And uh, Kilgrave in general are all about you losing your agency and, and you losing your power to some degree. And, 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 and that's, I guess that's part of what horror is all about is feeling, feeling vulnerable, feeling helpless.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the most surefire way to make sure that somebody is uncomfortable is to make them feel powerless.
1: Yeah. And I think this next one rings right into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach Manthe said, as far as classic horror elements go in the MCU, I'd say a lot of the scenes with the Hulk, Uh, The scene in Avengers with Natasha trying to hide from him is straight out of Alien. Uh, Now,
1: is is he talking about the scene on the helicarrier? Yeah, yeah, because that's where he was going nuts. Yeah, I love that. I love that scene, and that's a great call on a horror moment. Uh, He's just such a monster in that moment, you know? He really is, uh, and that's that's the beauty of a lot of the heroes, and and this goes for back way back from when Marvel used to be called Timely Comics. They were making horror books, and then someone had the idea to turn these horror characters into heroes, and that's where we get all this stuff. So some of these, all these characters at the very root of them are horror characters.
0: I believe that someone that you're looking for is Stan Lee. That is true. That is true.
1: Uh, I, I didn't know if it was. I know that it's it, it. It was a collaborative effort. I I, yeah. I, I love Stan Lee, but he yeah. There, there were a number of guys working on those books who kind of like made that transition. They were they had all these characters that they had made, and then they realized superheroes were so big or whatever, and they started like making the horror characters more relatable because they were more flawed. And I, I just think that's so cool.
0: Yep. All right, so Devin Biggie Burgess or Burgess Burgess. They'll let me know. Devin says, a horrifying moment in the MCU for me was the moment Mordo came and took the magic back from that guy who was playing ball and his body went limp and hit the floor. The mm. moment he realized it was gone, sheer horror swept over his face. Watching a man plead is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, that
1: oh. whole too many sorcerers yeah. thing. Man, I, that character, uh, Baron Mordo, who was played by Chuchil Ejiofor, who also played the operative in Serenity, the operative is a character who is calm and uh, calculating, but he is horrifying because of what he sort of believes and is willing to do. And that, that is such a cool element. uh, And I cannot wait to see more of what they do with, uh, with Baron Mordo. I I really hope he's in Dr. Strange Two, DS two, as you call it.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) And it's not just that it's not just his, you know, what he's willing to do and everything. It's there's also his, uh, the the ease with which he's able to do it and the efficiency that he's able to do these these horrible things you know if somebody was like really calculating and and cold and believed crazy off the wall things but they weren't very uh, competent it wouldn't be as bad <laughs> i would love to see that movie by the way <laughs> that would be really yeah, funny but absolutely the effect, the 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 fact that he's able to so quickly disable somebody and then have them fall on a sword that he is just standing there waiting for them to do, like the anticipation of them falling on the sword is part of it, and him monologuing while it's going is just yeah. Oh, hey, well, there it's you so go. Unsettling. That's
1: another losing your agency, losing your power when he. Yeah. When it, so so we're talking about Serenity, by the way. or kind of jump, jumping around, but Serenity Sorry. there the, he has a he has a certain sort of nerve pinch, as it were, that he does where he hit someone in the right place in the nerve and they freeze up They They can't move any of their muscles and then they fall. And then he stands in front of them with a sword and lets them fall forward onto it. And it is creepy and scary. And it's so good. If you haven't seen firefly and serenity, you should, you should definitely yep. go watch that. That and is one of the best things of all
0: time. And then Malpole and the uh, crossbones thing being like, I don't work that way no more. Like, yeah. That's so good. It's really one. fun. Yeah. Really, really great.
1: Go check, go check out Firefly and Serenity. Yeah. best stuff, best of the best stuff.
0: We're gonna obviously have to make a podcast uh, begging every week for that to come back mm-hmm. as part of the stranded panda, stranded panda network. Yeah,
1: just, just 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 release one every week where we say a reason why they should bring it back.
0: Yep, It'll, and we we wouldn't be uh, you know have or we wouldn't be short on content because there's so many reasons.
1: Yeah. It's actually not a bad idea. That is not a that is not a bad way to cover Firefly. Just like every week, talk about a different character and why you think they should bring Firefly back and why there are a reason to bring Firefly back. That's pretty good. It's pretty
0: good. <laughs> I'm happy to have provided you this moment. Uh, Chris Rossi yeah. says on Facebook, creepy scenes, Scarlet Witch's nightmares for her heroes in Age of Ultron and Ultron in general.
1: Hmm. Yeah, all those horror scenes in Age of Ultron are really, yep. really good.
0: Dude, the uh, the the part where Ultron was monologuing toward the beginning, um, when he was the you know incomplete robot and saying you know talking about worthiness and how you know none of them are worthy and like what have, what have they done for the world et cetera, like his his face not moving there and and him being in control of of Tony's suit for that and mm-hmm. we know the powers we know the power that's in Tony's suits and that has been given over to this ai who you know no longer thinks anybody's worthy then you know that's that's a really scary thing too that's really creepy and it's it's really creepy to have that face not moving but still feeling that just incredible contempt from that character
1: it really is resonating with me how much uh loss of power is a relate is related to horror and just being vulnerable. Yep. I mean, obvi- clearly being vulnerable is part of it, but man, yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yep. Uh, let's see. Vince Giancana said, at MCU, you guys, do you think the first scene with Red Skull was a horror scene where he finds the Tesseract?
1: Yeah, that one's interesting. That's definitely a scary scene. It's one of the uh, first real villain scenes in the MCU, right? Because uh, we've got uh, this. I mean, I guess uh, Obadiah staying clearly. But I would, I would think I would call that more of a villain scene than a horror scene. You know, it's it's definitely horrifying these Nazis breaking in. But I and don't especially know.
0: this super strong guy who makes you feel powerless. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean you could definitely make a case. You could definitely make a case. It feels a little more traditional villainy to me. But yeah, it's definitely a uh, definitely scary. Yeah, and uh, great setup for that villain.
0: It's uh, it's one of the first villains that I would say is uh, not created because of. The um the hero. Like, not created in response to the hero. That's true. I mean... Yeah. At that point, you know, we're talking... We're still talking, what, 2010, 2011?
1: Yeah, third movie, right? Or no, fourth. Uh, Thor was first, right?
0: Yeah, we had Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, and... Um, Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And, yeah, the, all of the others were pretty much in response to the hero. But then again, it's not really that big a, a cross-section of... Stuff you know, yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, well, we have one other, one other talk about scary MCU moments on our voicemail. Here we go.
0: Hey guys, this is Eric from uh, O'Clair, Wisconsin again. Um,
1: just calling to say hi. And uh, I was listening to your WandaVision cast, and you guys were talking about uh, scary scenes in the MCU. Uh, a really good scary scene that you guys
0: uh, forgot to talk about was in the new Spider-Man movie when uh, Mysterio sends him in these weird. He's, Spider-Man starts to see these weird visions, and he sees, like, Iron Man crawling from the grave, and there's all these kind of cryptic,
1: I don't know, there's, like, bodies, like, kind of falling apart, and that one's pretty creepy, So, uh, so, yeah, anyways, keep it up. You're doing a good job. Have a good day. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Eric, for right calling back in. Uh yeah, that that seems to be a consensus. I think that is up there with one of the scariest. That's three people have written in that one scene. Um, and I think they're right. <laughs> like I I there's some of those I could couldn't believe we couldn't think of last week. Yeah. Um that's that's absolutely some of the ones people mentioned were from the T V shows and stuff and I was like, Oh, I was just focused on the movies, I get why I didn't get to them, but like that Spider Man scene is creepy
0: yeah uh, i think it's just that i need to go back and watch far from home again i think it's that i need to go back and watch rewatch the entire
1: mcu again oh let's go do that pretty likely like, like right now yeah just, just let's do it today <laughs> uh, oh oh wait that that's literally impossible oh no yeah. no it's not not with my uh speed watcher ability that i have on my chrome
0: extension uh i still think that that's impossible no if no, you're, you if you were to watch it and understand everything okay. That might be impossible.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we got a few more things of feedback, but first, I think we need to talk about today's sponsor. Do we need to talk about today's sponsor? I think we do. Okay. And it's a good sponsor. It's a new sponsor. I'm excited about getting us a new sponsor. It really helps out the podcast. We have not received our... Sample of this particular product yet and I, but I am super excited this week's sponsor is Harry's That's harrys.com and uh, you know part of my new year's resolution is losing weight and looking better in general and yep. Harry's offers these shaving products that can really help me do that. Help me get that, uh, those clean lines and that, that uh, baby soft face that I need. So uh, I'm super excited to try these products. We've got them coming this, uh, in a few weeks and we'll be able to talk more about them. But uh, this week um harry's wants you to start a new year off right new customers get five dollars off a harry's trial set when you go to harrys.com/mcupodcast. Harrys.com/mcupodcast, harry's.com mcu podcast that's slash mcu podcast h-a-r-r-y-s
0: dot com and just looking great is not the only reason that you would want to use harry's i mean harry's is uh, harry's is a company that knows that you know A good shave, a good razor doesn't come from like crazy extra crap like a flex ball or heated handles or any of that goofiness that you see from the other brands or whatever. Yeah,
1: They they use it just to raise prices like, hey, look, it does this thing like a heated handle. No, these are just good quality razors.
0: And we know that they're good quality razors because they source their steel from Sweden and manufacture their blades in the in their world class factory in Germany. And along with that, they cut out the middleman and ship directly to you, saving you money and time. So if your new Year's resolution is to save money or be better with your finances, not buying razors from some third party person at a you know wherever store that's marked up a billion dollars, a brilliant percent, is that's a, a good way to go. And along with that, Harry stands behind the quality of their products such that if you don't love your shave you let them know and they'll give you a full 100% refund
1: nice that's that's awesome so harry's has a special offer just for our listeners of this show uh, new customers get $5 off a trial set at Harry's.com/slash MCU podcast. You'll get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover. Man, that's good. Oof. Join the millions of guys who've already switched and go to Harry's.com/slash MCU podcast. To claim your offer,
0: I think I might do that myself. Because as much as I'm traveling with this uh, this this client for the next couple of months, you know, having a uh, having a little set to just travel with and have it all packed up like that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, man. We're, we've been doing it for Quip lately, and Harry's, and both have these little travel things. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel so confident in my bathroom experience, getting ready yeah. in various hotel rooms all over the place all right let's dive back into some feedback got a few more things of feedback here uh, that are not scary related (laughs) they're less scary less scary feedback
0: i dig it (laughs) uh dylan diggs said rampant speculation talk so this probably isn't gonna happen but in the comics norman osborne invaded new asgard i know there are character rights to and issues to work out but honestly christian bale as norman osborne could be one of the best villain castings ever No offense to Defoe. This could kick off a villain arc leading to the Dark Avengers. Again, probably not happening. I still think Gore the God Butcher is more likely. Uh, But I'd love it if Bale stuck around for a few minutes beyond Thor and as Osborn would be glorious.
1: Uh, Yeah, we we talked a whole lot about this thread over at MCU Cast Chat, which is our Facebook group. Um, And man, the idea of Christian Bale as that character is wonderful. But it really spurred this whole conversation that I loved about is it possible to have a villain um a villain that is fun and interesting and charismatic but not have them so likable that they need to be redeemed or so uh so wrong and wrong-headed that they have to be killed off you know yeah that's There's, that's a really fine line to walk it's really hard man because if you do like a character a lot and they make horrible decisions they kind of have to be punished you know they have to go through something hard, and and most of the time that ends up them being dying in most stories. And so, yeah, I just don't know, man. I don't know. I, we 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 talked about it a whole lot, and I check out that thread on the MCU guest chat. It's it's, the, it's literally the response to that message from Dylan Diggs. Uh, but as for that call, Christian Bale as Norman Osborn, I'm a hundred percent for it.
0: Did uh, did anybody bring up the um, the the guy who does Baron Zemo? Hmm. I don't think he's fun.
1: Not yet. Brule. Uh, yeah, Breul. Steve Brule. S- Steve
0: Brule? That's not right.
1: This is Daniel Brule. Daniel Brule, that's right.
0: <laughs> Dr. Steve Brule is a different character.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, I think Zemo
1: is a great villain. He he was great. I'm so glad he stuck around. He's very interesting and complex and has his reasons for doing what he's doing. He's not mustache-swirly, but I don't think he was fun to watch. Like He's not that charismatic in that movie. Okay. The question is, like, a charismatic villain. Like, even, uh, you know, it's really hard. They always get glorified. I I honestly think this is a a topic for an entire podcast. So, let's move on and talk about some more feedbacks. But uh, I just love this idea, and we should talk about it more. It's cool. (laughs)
0: All right. Uh, Zach Manthe hit us up. I was listening to the latest episode when you said Guardians Volume 3 will be big for Mantis. My theory on that is that Mantis will fall in love, and in the comics, the man she's in a relationship with is the Silver Surfer. So perhaps on their latest journey they'll run into him on their latest adventure. And of course, with the Silver Surfer comes Galactus, which could end up being the next big villain, much like how the Guardians dealt with Thanos on Volume One.
1: I think this is a pretty good call. I didn't know about their relationship in the comics.
0: I you know, I hadn't read that either. You know, then again, Mantis comics and Silver Surfer is not really uh my realm.
1: Yeah. You stick to the to one of those thirteen realms. <laughs> One of the nine. Sorry, nine. Damn. I just lost all my cred.
0: You tried real hard. I lost all my Asgard cred. You did. Your uh, your Asgard card, your Ascard, if you will, <laughs> is being revoked. <laughs> my Ascard. <laughs> yep. I like it. Never leave home without it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kyle Ray said they could make a new mutants canon with the MCU, though it would take some finesse. Possibly they're the first, you know, first, quote unquote, mutants to cause a scare in the world and thereby create the prejudice that spurs the X-Men stories that we all know and love. So
1: I don't want this. Okay. Uh, Mostly because it feels like an afterthought and I want them to really, have a good plan and think through what they want to do with the mutants when they bring them in. Yeah. But what I like about it is the idea of a horror, uh, a horror movie leading have being the first thing we see from the mutants would be kind of amazing because if like we all as an audience find their uh, powers truly terrifying, it could be a great way to, Uh, Make it believable that other characters would be uh, wanting to, you know, have a mutant registration act and all that stuff.
0: We've already talked about, you know, before how um, it's a scary thing to put these kinds of, like, very easy, like, very easy to destroy a city type of powers in the hands of teenagers. Yeah. And especially have it become active during a teenager's emotional distress. Yeah, man. That's... That's a bad thing to have happen.
1: So. Absolutely. It, it, would, it, it would terrify people if this were the case. People get terrified when teenagers are just like playing teenagers. with skateboards or whatever. Like if they're playing with superpowers, it would be frightening and it would really cause a stir. And it's totally believable. But I feel like a lot of X-Men movies don't really show that element of the horror that could be from a, a mutant.
0: Yeah, yeah, most of the time it's, you know, there's a story about the, you know, this group of people who we see them as heroes, we know that they're heroes and, you know, there's just this uh this this mob mentality somewhere where, you know, there's unrest and it's right. like we don't see why there's that unrest or what has caused that group of people in that area to have unrest. We just know that like, ah, you know, general populace
1: is a bunch of dicks. That's all we really know. Exactly. We always get that sense that just like the mob mentality and all these people out there being dicks. And it's like, that's not true. It's just fair that just like, just like registering a weapon or whatever is fair, a fair thing to talk about. Like, uh, it's it's fine to think about like registering people that have crazy abilities that can be used as weapons. Yeah, um, that doesn't seem unreasonable to me. And it's always it, in all the other X Men movies, particularly, it's treated that way. And uh, I'd like to see a, a movie that makes our other characters not such. It, I'm, I'm hitting on this over and over, but not so morally absolute, but a little more gray to the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, the registration thing doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can just be. You know, a list of people and powers and and locations that they they tend to stay in. doesn't even have to be like home addresses or anything, you know, but it probably will be, but yeah, that thing is that
1: that's the that's the that's the road, and I'm not saying the mutants aren't wrong for pushing back against it because obviously people being put on lists and on watch lists and stuff has like a bad history and could be used wrong. And in the comics is used wrong. Reasonable people could disagree with that. And and that's what I would find interesting. I would find interesting. And ho- starting with a horror movie could be cool for that.
0: Oh man, you think about it, you think about um, Batman versus Superman, right? The Superman two, so to speak. Right. When, when Bruce Wayne is watching these, you know, God level people demolishing Buildings in Metropolis around him Mm -hmm. and he's like running into it and everything to try to save some people or whatever like watching that happen but not being a Batman type person is that's the scary thing like you look at it like that that's the scary thing these people have these crazy powers that could demolish buildings in an instant and. Like how could you not want those people to be on a at least a, a list somewhere that somebody could read over and be like, oh yeah, well this thing that happened over there sounds a lot like this power. Maybe we should go just talk to them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Zach Manthe said to us in the uh, in the MCU chat. Just started listening to the castle that what you guys are doing. I have a theory that the next unannounced team up movie will be Marvel Knights. Now that Phase Four is focusing on Doctor Strange, Shang Chi. Uh, Black Widow and the eventual introduction of Moon Knight. Also, Memento is not Nolan's first movie. Following is. And if you haven't seen it, you should check it out because it's also very much like Memento. Keep up the good work. So, yeah, I'd
1: heard that he had one prior to Memento, but it didn't have a large release. So, yeah, there, there is another one. I, I, I had heard that, but I thought it was more of like a student film or something, but I may be totally wrong on that. Maybe he had a full release before that, and I'm just wrong. So, yeah. Cool. I will You've check it out. been wrong before. Following. I'm gonna check it out. It's
0: okay to be wrong, Matt.
1: Yeah, no, I do. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, I love it. I think Marvel Knights would be a great team-up movie. You know, we we always talk about them getting the smaller stakes, and maybe it would maybe it'd be a great smaller stakes movie.
0: Yeah, I would like to see the uh, uh, you know the the horror group uh or not the horror group but the 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 horror genre group of you know like blade and um you know dr strange also is part of that a lot of times right um and moon knight you know all these these people who work in the shadows and and see like the vampires and the werewolves and you know all the demons and everything like that just like the supernatural i guess yeah the supernatural group i want to see those guys come up because you know we've gotten a lot of this aliens and and Space-related type technology, all
1: that stuff. yeah,
0: technology being the the key uh, so far. But I would like to see some, you know, some other genre villain and creature come up.
1: Anyway, yeah.
0: Uh, Sherman Smith said, "Good idea for the future podcast." Uh, I like the idea of keeping each binge in the single digits. I do
1: too, and it's funny because our first two that we're going to do are probably going to break that rule. But for the most part, I agree. I think keeping to a single digits is going to be the way to go. He's talking about our new show that was we're launching in February that we're getting to work on in the next week or so. Oh yeah. yeah. I do need to watch that movie, don't I? Yeah, we need to get on uh, reviewing the X-Men movies so we can release them all in February in 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 preparation for uh New Mutants. So yeah. Soon, soon there will be a new feed to subscribe to, and you guys will hopefully love it. Um, we're working hard to try to plan it well, and you know this this show, uh, the MCU cast, really came from us just wanting to sit down and talk, and we did that, and we have done that. But the, with this new show, <laughs> we're trying to be a little more thoughtful in how we plan it out, so that we can uh,
0: be effective. And, and I'm pumped about it. Really, really
1: excited about it, actually.
0: It just came from us wanting to sit down and talk, and we've done that. We've achieved that goal. We achieved sitting
1: <laughs> down and talking for five and a half years. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. And then we're going to keep doing it. I love it. Okay. Next, we have a uh, voicemail from Another Matthew voicemail. West Fox. Uh, he's the, the, from the Superhero Ethics Podcast. So uh, here is Matthew Westfox.
0: Hey, friends. This is Matthew from the Superhero Ethics Podcast. Very late, but I'm listening to your episode about uh, the top five Marvel TV moments I've just gotten to the point where we're going to announce what is Matt Carroll's top number one moment, and
1: I think I know what it is, so I've paused it. While I am cooking, you can hear the sound of sausage frying. It's quite delicious. It's making me hungry. I believe Matt's number one moment would be when the events of Captain America Winter Soldier bled into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we saw Hydra take over S.H.I.E.L.D. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., just like it had in the
0: movies, and I think that is the high point of continuity between the TV universe and the movie universe, which I know is Matt's beloved thing. And so I think that's his number one moment. It's definitely a great moment.
1: I'm sorry you guys haven't mentioned Kingpin once because wow. And great, pa- uh great episode, great podcast. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, Matthew West Fox uh, for, ri- for calling in, but thank you for knowing me because you're <laughs> correct. That was my number one. And uh, I, that's so funny. It's so funny that he like knew, knew me well enough to just be like, that's going to be it. And even though it proves nothing, because this we're getting this like a week weeks later, <laughs> it's like he still was like, just so you know, I know I was right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, check out superhero ethics, everybody.
0: Isn't he also your your co host on the Orville Universe podcast? He is indeed.
1: He is in, indeed. We're on a little hiatus right now, but we're about to kick back in. Actually, I'm going to be on Superhero Ethics next week. Um, Are you? Yeah, we're talking about the ethics of Picard. Uh, I'm talking about Star Trek Picard, the new show um, that is coming out soon, so that's exciting. Uh, okay. But yeah, Matthew S. Fox is our buddy, and he's going to be a big part of the Stranded Panda Network as we go forward with Superhero Ethics and uh, and Orville and, and other shows that we're probably going to be launching and doing. He'll probably be on our other show about binging TV shows, too. So
0: Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm actually starting recording with him for the Star Wars Universe podcast. That's right. This upcoming Wednesday. Oh, wow. Wow. Let's see. Yeah, soon. man, we're starting with The Mandalorian. Oh, wow. Cool. That's awesome. It's timely. It's a good show. Yeah. Uh, I get to talk about Cara Duna's Bay
1: again. Well, I guess we know what we'll be sending people to review after uh, after we send them to review the Star Trek Universe podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. Yeah,
0: you're going to save the best for last. That makes sense. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh well
1: <laughs> just timeless timeless uh, we're talking timeless here <laughs> All right
0: It's uh, so easy to mess with you sorry I'm sorry I'm I'm real gettable um <laughs> Uh, Brian Medina said, hey guys, did you hear about the rumor by We Got This Covered that Daredevil might make a cameo in uh, She-Hulk as a lawyer at first, and then later reveals himself as Daredevil to She-Hulk? Or possibly a Spider-Man's lawyer after JJJ's video about uh, revealing Peter Parker? Daredevil is honestly my favorite television show of all time, so I would love to see this character be uh, brought back in any form. Thanks for the podcast. Uh,
1: Brian, I am totally with you. We Got This Covered is one of those that I keep hearing fake stuff from, I think, but... That's not to say they're always wrong, so who knows? But I would, I am totally with you that I want him back in some form. I think, I think Matt Murdock, uh, played so well by Charlie Cox, needs to return. Absolutely. Marvel's, Marvel's being dumbasses if they don't, if they, for whatever reason, push back on that, because it's one of the best things that's been created by this whole MCU.
0: That's right. I'm gonna just, yeah. Yes, that's that's correct. Fair. (laughs) Fair. What's up next? Uh, Kyle Ray said two things that I believe are interesting to bring up. First, Kevin Feige has stated that we won't see the X-Men for a few years yet. However, that might not mean that we won't see familiar mutants throughout the films until they are fully revealed. Second, the title of WandaVision could have a double meaning in that we will see the world through her eyes and ultimately view and understand Wanda's vision for the way she wants things to be. Maybe she's torn away from her vision and relives losing everything and goes mad leading to the events of DS2.
1: <laughs> DS2. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think both these things are good calls. I think just because we won't see X-Men does not mean we won't see mutants. Uh, we might see mutants very soon. And then uh, I definitely think vision is a double meaning. I don't know exactly what Wanda's vision is or what it means, but I definitely think it's a double meaning.
0: It's House of M, baby. It's House of them. I That's what we need. Very possible. I want some House of M action. That would be amazing. I would be so stoked to see that. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. Because <clears throat> that's one of those things that's that's less technical and more just like, you know, spooky, crazy, and and supernatural. That's that's one of those shifts in genre, and I'm I'm all about it right now, man. I'm all about it. Anyway. Nice. Uh, Kyle Ray also said, "Yeah, it would be cool if through the uh, multiverse of madness we get the return of Red Skull and even Crossbones. An alternate version, or an alternate universe version of Justin Hammer, would also be interesting. It'd also create a cool changeup with the narrative to have Phase Four focus more on villain development and then end with the uh, end the phase with the ensemble film Masters of Evil."
1: Ooh, now that is interesting. Now, we've seen them do multiple phases where they really focused on the heroes and obviously the saga where they focus on the heroes. But, yeah, what about a phase that really digs into villain stories in a, in a way that we haven't really seen? And then we really get some, uh, you know, battles between forces that we really know and care about. That, that yeah. could be rad.
0: Well, that's that's the thing right now is there's this big vacuum. There's a power vacuum where Tony Stark sits and or tony stark used to sit and captain america used to sit the world wants people like this to look up to and to look to for uh, for protection and guidance and and all of this you know all of these kind of parental type things you know they want they want people that they can trust excuse me they want people that they can trust to to kind of pick up the slack when when normal people can't handle it so that sort of vacuum is is prime for a villain to come in and win the you know win the heart of the people and win the the minds of the people the uh, the Norman Osborn type is a perfect spot for that. Yeah, I I
1: agree.
0: I agree. There's going to be so much coming up. This is one of those those points in time where we don't know what's coming. You know, for the longest time for these past few years we knew what was coming up, based on you know yeah. everything that we'd seen, we knew Thanos was going to be a thing. You know, we had all of these, you know, several years worth of ideas of like this is what's coming. And at this point, that's all done. That's ended. We're pushing past that. We have no idea what the future holds, and it's, it's stressful. <laughs> it's. I'm yeah. Nervous with anticipation for the future of the MCU.
1: Yeah, me too. I I don't know what to think, and, and that's what's so cool. And, I, you know, there's these big ones that we've talked about, like Namor and Galactus and um, even Dormammu, or these, these big villains, Dr. Doom, that could be the next phase. Um, Magneto and, and the other Brotherhood, uh, all these big things that could be the next villain, but it could be something that's totally out of left field and surprises us. And that's what's so much fun right now.
0: Yep, yep. And that may be why we're getting so many rumors
1: yeah, I think that's part of it. It's, everything's so believable right now because it could be anything. So we're getting a lot of people capitalizing on that. And, you know, this show, it, we try to have discussions about all this stuff, but we're not trying to tell you that we're news. We're not trying to tell you that our silly theory we came up with was news. We're saying our silly theory is a, is a silly theory. And uh, we have fun making silly theories and talking about stuff. It doesn't. We're definitely not trying to like clickbait everybody into doing that. And it annoys me that the Internet is so rife with that
0: yep uh nicholas brown said to us my theory for eternals john snow <laughs> he's he means kit harrington's character uh who is he's playing the black knight he says john snow decapitates the celestial whose head becomes nowhere it'd be pretty dark for an mcu movie so i'm not sure if or how they would actually show it but we know that nowhere is the severed head of an ancient celestial being and kit harrington plays a sword-wielding superhero and then the, he edited it says, so, so I take back what I said about it being dark for an MCU movie, as I just recalled, Thor meeting Thanos again in, in Endgame. <laughs>
1: I had to include that one for that, for just that edit. I really liked it. Um, yes, I think that's a good one for that's, that. That's a good call. Jon Snow decapitating the, the, the being that becomes nowhere. Uh, that could be neat. But I love the... Uh, I love the, it's kind of dark for a Disney movie. And you're like, oh, right. I just remember the really bad decapitation scene in Endgame. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, that is all. That is all of our feedback uh, that we've got right now. And we're going to uh, be back with you very soon with more to chat about. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, Facebook.com. But the big thing you want to do this week that will really help Stranded Panda, this network that we are building... Uh, go over to the star Trek universe podcast and give us a five-star review and write something there. And anyone that does that this week from today until next, until our next record date, uh, we will send a t-shirt to one of you. Um, so do that. And then you'll also be entered to win the new Avengers video game. that's going to be on all the platforms. So do that for us this week. If you can, it, you guys really just showed huge, uh, Uh, love to us last week and we appreciate it but uh we're gonna have stranded panda up soon as a website and we'll be uh providing a lot more cool stuff from that hopefully uh with you guys support so thank you and uh that's all peace until next time
0: true believers